Hello, I'm Tyler Smith, and this is More Than One Lesson, uh, episode 36. This is our uh, Christmas episode. We didn't do one last year. I wanted to talk about uh, the Robert Zemeckis version of A Christmas Carol, but uh, I wound up not being able to do it before I left for the holidays. Um, I am home for the holidays this year, so uh, I'm able to uh, crank out more episodes. I'm very excited you know, three episodes in the course of like five weeks. This is very exciting. Um, so a uh, few things right off the bat. Um, first off, uh, as, expe- as expected, uh, we, I did not win a podcast award, um, but that's okay. I do appreciate everybody who went and, uh, and voted, um, maybe next year. Um, <laughs> So, uh, and then also I wanted to say a special thanks to Ben Gilbert, uh, of a website called Panels on Pages. He wrote, uh, a fairly long review of the show and, uh, had some very nice things to say. So I really appreciate that. Um, and then before we get into it, I wanted to, uh, wanted to bring up something that, uh, happened today. This is kind of, kind of puts a timestamp on this episode. Um, an Iranian filmmaker named, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to butcher this, uh, Jafar Panahi, um, was, uh, just jailed, um, for six years because, uh, the Iranian government felt that, uh, that his films, uh, undermined, uh, their authority. And so he was put in jail for six years and, uh, but then he is not allowed to make films or really be involved in films uh, uh, in any way for 20 years. He is also not allowed to to leave the country. He is also not allowed to communicate with reporters, whether they be uh, foreign or domestic. Um, That situation infuriates me, uh, as I'm sure it does many of you. Um, uh, It astounds me that... uh, that there are governments that, um, and that there are people that are so threatened by someone being critical of them that uh, that they literally are willing to, you know, lock them, uh, silence them in not the most extreme way because I guess they all they could have always killed him, but uh, but still pretty extreme way, and um, yeah, I mean the, I was talking to my wife about it earlier today, and uh, I tried to compare it to this. I said, can you imagine what would happen if the American government had jailed George Clooney after he made Good Night and Good Luck? I mean, that's that's kind of the equivalent, because that film is uh, kind of critical of, of uh, the government, and, uh, you know, it, I, I, tr- I wanted to come up with an American equivalent so that we could p- kind of put a face on this, and... Uh, because, quite frankly, I, I have not seen any of this man's films. Um, I know what he looks like only because of the photos that I saw in reference to this story. Um, but I know that he's a very acclaimed filmmaker. But, frankly, even if he wasn't, uh, the very fact that he had something to say that the government didn't like and that they took this kind of action against him uh, is is unsettling and, as I said, very, uh, very upsetting. Um so I'm not really sure what can be done for him right now. Um, I'm sh- I'm sure there's any number of organizations that uh, you know one could donate money to. Um, 
an organization that I'm a big fan of is the committee, the committee to protect journalists. Um, and, uh, for, for them, it's usually about journalism, but it's also about just freedom of speech and freedom of the press. And that includes, of course, uh, filmmakers. So, um, you know, maybe check in there that's the committee to protect journalists. Um, check in and see if there's anything that can be done there. Uh, you know, signing a petition, whatever. Um, but of course, first and foremost, uh, the one thing that we can do is is pray for uh, Jafar Panahi and and that whole country um, that there would be uh, a deep change and, and please note I'm not saying like a violent change or whatever but uh, but that there would just be a change in the hearts of uh, of the the men who run it um, because this is unacceptable this is not how people are supposed to live so anyway. Uh, yeah, just uh just keep keep that whole situation in prayer and uh you know, I'll keep an eye on it and if anything uh I'll update you guys whenever I do an episode um if there's any interesting developments because this is the kind of thing that really uh really kind of breaks my heart. Um okay, so this episode Christmas yeah, Merry Christmas everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas everybody. Um this episode uh, is probably going to be a little shorter because I'm not talking about a specific film. Um, I'm talking in more generalities. Uh, and I'll say off the bat, I, I know that I, I think it's entirely likely that I have just as many non-Christian listeners as I do Christian listeners. Um, so if you are a non-Christian for you, uh, listener, uh, I, I don't want to... I, when I when I was going to start recording, I was I was going to say, "Hey, this uh, this episode isn't really for you," but of course it is. All these episodes are for you. Uh, listen, listen to whatever you want. Um, I don't want to uh, exclude you, um, but uh, but this one, you know, it's the Christmas episode. I'm going to be talking about Christmas films and uh, you know the uh, the reason for the season. Which if you drive by any church. In the month of December, you will probably see that phrase on their marquee. Jesus is the reason for the season. Um, I have to assume the man who first realized that those two words rhymed uh, is just on cloud nine. Um, so, uh, although I don't mean to be glib about it, because that's the exact theme that I'm going to be talking about um, uh, this episode. So I wanted to start off with a quote from the movie Scrooged. Starring Bill Murray. Not necessarily the best film. A lot of the movies that I'm going to be talking about aren't necessarily great. Uh, but I want to talk about I want to talk th- about them more thematically than anything else. Um, so Scrooged, uh, as I said, it stars Bill Murray. And it's really just a modern retelling of A Christmas Carol. Um, and uh, a character, the character who is the Scrooge surrogate, his name is... Uh, Frank Cross, he's a TV executive because, of course, if you're heartless and it's the late 80s, yeah, this this could always kind of work. Uh, if you need a character to be heartless and powerful, you make them a, an executive of some kind. Uh, and a TV or movie executive always works. So, um, but I don't want to go into too much detail about that. Uh, near the end of the film, uh, Bill Murray has pretty much a monologue in which he much like Scrooge, uh, has turned over a new leaf because of the experiences of, of one evening in which he's kind of forced to reflect back on uh, his life and ponder his future. Uh, so he says, 
he says, it's Christmas Eve. It's the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer. We smile a little, we smile a little easier. We cheer a little more. For a couple of hours out of the whole year, we are the people that we always hoped we would be. Um, and that, you know, it's Scrooge really, it's a, it's a very cynical film. I think it's a very funny film. Uh, and then I know a lot of people really got upset by the sappiness of it at the end, but it's like, well, if, what did you expect? I mean, it's par- a modern retelling of a, you know, a Christmas Carol and, uh, Christmas Carol ends rather sappily, but the whole idea is that it earns it. Um, that, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge and and Frank Cross that they earn that happy ending. Um, so here's here's the thing: is that uh, you watch? I mean, every there at this point, I'd say there's probably like a solid twenty films that everybody associates with Christmas. Now, of course, there have been plenty of movies that are made about Christmas, but they don't usually, many of them don't last. Uh, I will not be discussing, for example, Christmas with the Cranks. Um, I will not be discussing that um, because there are plenty of films that are, that are just kind of or uh, deck the halls or jingle all the way or any of that. Um, although I guess I just did. Uh, there are plenty of films that come out to capitalize on the season and people feel like, well, I want to get in the Christmas spirit, so I'll go see this. And the movies are terrible and they are usually pretty cynical. Not necessarily in the message that the film is spouting, but in the f- in the attitude of the executives who made the film, which is, as I said, well, people are going to see it because it's a Christmas movie, so it doesn't need to be good. And people will still see it because it's Christmas. What else are they going to do? Um, so that's, that's kind of unfortunate. But uh, as time has gone on, there are some films that are made... Uh, that for some reason just seem to transcend that. They, that you can tell the filmmakers uh, probably cared a little bit more, uh, or the or the writers or the actors. They just they really believed in the project, and uh, so I'm gonna uh, be talking about a few of those uh, classic uh, Christmas films, and some of them are fairly recent, um, as recent as uh, 2003, um, but. Uh, but what I want to talk about is that when you watch these uh, these Christmas films, and honestly, I mean, every film I'm going to talk about, uh, with the exception of one, is um, is what many people would call secular. Um, you know, they talk about Santa, they talk about, well, they talk about almost everything except Jesus and the birth of Jesus and all of that. Um, however, the... The 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 themes that it that these films explore are inherently Christian and they are inherently uh, I don't know they inherently embody the spirit of what this season is about and I'm sorry to say um, I mean I'm not that sorry but like to say that the birth of Jesus is what Christmas is all about um, now. For those who also listen to Battleship Pretension, we, uh, my co-host and I talk about how, at this point, Christmas is about other things as well, which is true. Um, it has taken on just as much a secular meaning as anything else. Um, but it started as a Christian thing, uh, the term Christmas anyway. Um, I don't want to get into like a winter solstice or druid discussion. I'm not getting, going to get involved in any discussion. I'm talking by myself. Um, so anyway... Uh, 
so I want to talk about some of the themes that these films uh, discuss. And of course, the first the first one is redemption. It's the. I mean, looking at this list. Okay, so Scrooge. I already talked about talked about that one. A Christmas Carol, obvious. Um, the film Elf, a Will Ferrell Christmas film about a human who thinks he's an elf that works in Santa's workshop. Yeah. Well, how is that about redemption? Well, of course, his father played. I think incredibly well and surprisingly subtly by James Caan. He's on the naughty list and he just doesn't really, he's cynical and he just, you know, cares about work. It's a very kind of a standard thing. Um, and it's about him eventually learning to embrace not only the son that he never knew, but also embrace Christmas in general and the idea of things bigger than work and bigger than himself. Um, and of course there's how the Grinch stole Christmas. Um, which, you know, the Grinch is very much, very similar to uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. He's bitter, he's angry for one reason or another. He looks at, at the Who's down in Whoville who are happy and they love, oh, they love Christmas so much and he just doesn't feel what they feel and he wants to take it from them. He wants to hurt them because he's so angry that he doesn't have what they have. Uh, and then there's, a, okay, and then there's Bad Santa, which is a movie that I, I enjoy a great deal. It is a crass, crude movie, and it's not for everyone, I'll say that. Uh, and it has a bit of redemption. The character does not necessarily change that much, but he starts as a criminal, and then he's not a criminal. And he starts being kind of, and, and he's very selfish throughout, but as he meets various characters in the film, he... Uh, he starts to think more about them than about himself. Um, and so, uh, and then uh, the film, It's a Wonderful Life, um, which, it, which I actually, that is, in many people's uh, opinion, that is the Christmas classic film. Um, and I actually only saw it last year for the first time, and I, I loved it. I, I like the director. I like Frank Capra, and I think Jimmy Stewart's an amazing, uh, an amazing actor. Uh, and that one is, is, of course, about a guy who looks at his life and feels like he's made a lot of wrong choices. Um, but oddly enough, the choices that he made are, were always selfless choices. He was always choosing his family, whether it be you know his wife and children or... You know, uh, or his uncle, or his parent carrying on his parents' legacy, and just and you know he runs a little uh, savings and loan because it helps the community, and uh, and he never got to do the stuff that he wanted to do, and so he actually chose him. He actually chose to serve other people his whole life, and now is really starting to uh, regret that, and so he sees what his life would have been if he had not. Well, first off, if he'd never been born, but more specifically, if he hadn't made these decisions and uh, and he sees how terrible it would be and how how great it is to have done to have lived this selfless life. And uh, so he is just thrilled by the end of it and 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 really excited. And so it's about a, a form of redemption for him because, you know, he's kind of he's kind of bitter and kind of cynical and kind of angry in spite of being selfless. You know, there are some people who do charitable things and they, they always do things for other people, but they seem to take no joy in it. It seems more out of obligation than anything else. Um, and, and George Bailey is, is one of those people. So, um, so it's about him 
embracing what he has done and doing it for its own sake and doing it because it's it's a, a an inherently good thing to do things for other people. Um, so that's that's another film that that incorporates redemption. Um, and of course, wh- I mean, what is it about Christmas that uh, makes redemption so important? And of course, I mean, you know, you know what I'm going to say, which is, you know, Jesus. It's about the birth. You know, Christmas is the birth of Jesus, and then you know, Easter's uh, the the death and resurrection of Jesus. Um, and in that, we are redeemed. We are people like Ebenezer Scrooge and Frank Cross and. Uh, I don't remember the character from Elf. I don't. I don't remember the character from Bad Santa. We may not be him, but we're still choosing ourselves. We're still focusing on what we want, and uh, and then some of us may not be that. We may not be um, externally uh, doing bad things. We're not the criminal from Bad Santa, but we might be George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life, doing things for other people, but never really doing it for the right reason and always and, and actually becoming more embittered doing the right thing than than not, oddly enough. Um, and so the idea is that we are selfish creatures that need to be redeemed. And, and of course, through Christ's birth and, and sacrifice, you know, if we associate ourselves with that, if we believe in that, then we are redeemed and all of a sudden we have the ability to change um, because, you know, Christ works within us. Um, so uh, some of the other... So I, I already talked kind of about uh, selflessness and another uh, another example of that is a film that I haven't seen in years. I'm going to be uh, watching it with friend of the show Jason Eakin and my wife and various other people on Christmas Eve this year, um, which is The Santa Claus with Tim Allen, which is a film that I enjoy, um, but I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, but that's, you know, again, we have a character who thinks only of himself, and yeah, he has a kid, and I guess he cares about him a little bit, but it doesn't really manifest itself in any kind of real way. Uh, and then suddenly he... The film's kind of dark at times, because Santa dies. It's very strange. But uh, but this guy, reluctantly at first, without even really thinking about it, just kind of does it, as I, as I said before with George Bailey, sort of out, of out of obligation. He takes on the responsibility of Santa Claus. And what's interesting is that he becomes kind of angry about it at first, like, well, now I'm trapped in this thing. But as time goes on and he starts to understand, like what being Santa Claus is about, he starts to really embrace it. It, it no, it, it doesn't, it's not a prison for him. It is actually some, the most rewarding thing he's ever, he's ever done. You know, he changes. Um, and, uh, real quick, I do want to, uh, address something that some people might think. Um, a lot of the films that I'm talking about now, uh, are about Santa Claus and I don't believe in Santa Claus most people don't. Uh, I'd say most adults don't. And uh, and I'm going to be talking about Miracle in, on 34th Street in a moment and talking about how a lot of these films are about faith and belief. Uh, and, of course, many of these are about faith and belief in Santa Claus and not necessarily Jesus. And I know that there are probably some people listening to this that would say, well, they're pretty much the same thing. Belief in one fairy tale character 
how is it any different than belief in another fairy tale character? Uh, I've heard that thrown out a great deal, that belief in God. It's like, might as well believe in Santa Claus. Um, so if somebody uh, is listening to that and that's the argument they're thinking and if that's what the, what's on their mind, then I would say just listen, just really listen to what I'm actually saying. I, w- I was... I was going to say stop listening, but that's that's mean. That's you know that's. <laughs> I want to try and create a tone of reconciliation with this show, and uh, something like that uh, does not. So, um, but really try to. I don't know. Really try to think about what I am saying. Don't just look for reasons to discount it. Um, and, uh, so oddly enough, I have not seen the original Miracle on 34th street. I need to, uh, I've seen the new one, the one that was, uh, the remake that was made in the, in the nineties with a wonderful, uh, Richard Attenborough, uh, as Chris Kringle, Santa Claus. Um, uh, you probably know Richard Attenborough. He's a director. He directed, you know, he won an Oscar for directing Gandhi, but you probably know him as I do as the eccentric billionaire John Hammond who plays God in uh, Jurassic Park so um, spared no expense so uh, but in Miracle on 34th Street the whole idea there is about cynicism versus belief and doubt versus faith and um, and there's a, a great quote that I unfortunately did not write down. I don't have it in front of me, but it's something to the effect of if you don't if you don't have faith in something at some point, then you're just going to live a, a life of doubt. And I know to some people they're like, yeah, that's that's fine. That's what I want. But I, I'll I'll uh, paraphrase C.S. Lewis, which is to see to to have just constant skepticism and constant doubt like if you actually come to terms with, with what that means that means that you will never take anything on faith you will never trust anybody fully um and to me that seems like a miserable existence but of course I'm a christian so it would seem like that wouldn't it um but at the same time I'll, I didn't actually paraphrase CS Lewis I'll paraphrase him now which is to see through everything is eventually not to see Um, and so, so that's one of the, that's one of the things that I like uh, about Miracle on 34th Street. First off, it's just a really touching film and it's, it's just, I don't know. I, I really enjoy it. It is of course cheesy, but it's meant to be cheesy. It's cheesy in the best possible way. It's cheesy in a way that is a throwback to, um, to an earlier style of filmmaking, um, and uh, and I enjoy it a great deal. But of course, it looks beautiful. The art direction is great. The acting is wonderful. Um, and there's just a, and it's just a really, I don't know the 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 characterization of Chris Kringle and the performance by Richard Attenborough is is very uh, effective uh, in that film. And I highly recommend uh, seeing it. I'm sure some people would say, well, why would I watch the new one? Um, I haven't seen the original. I'm sure it's great. I've heard it's great. I want to see it. Um, but I'm telling you now that the, the new one is very good as well. Um, but anyway, so the, the point is faith and belief. And so if we, and that's something that you'll find in a movie like Elf as well. And, and so it's, if you take all these various, excuse me, all these various themes that all of these Christmas movies are putting out there, you've got selflessness a need for redemption, putting faith in something that's bigger than yourself, 
um, you know, I mean, what is that? What does that look like? Um, and then, of course, we went, we wind up with a Charlie Brown Christmas, um, which is very, very overtly um, Christian in its message. Um, but I actually, before I get there, I do want to go back to uh, to how the Grinch stole Christmas. Because uh, I'm a big fan of it. I, I really enjoy it. Uh, please note I'm talking about the, the animated film, not the Ron Howard film, which despite the art direction and makeup is a surprisingly heartless film, um, in my view. But uh, I know some people really enjoy it. But anyway, uh, as we all know, because I'm sure you've seen How the Grinch Stole Christmas, uh, you know, he's angry at these who's, and he, he wants to get revenge. He wants to take Christmas away from them. He wants to stop Christmas from coming. And he does that by, he steals not only their presents, but he steals their Christmas tree, he steals their ten, their tinsel, all the decorations, every every, represent, every representation of Christmas he gets rid of. And the, and the town is, is bare. And he is thrilled. And he's you know, uh, stands atop his mountain and he listens to hear their crying and their wailing because he's so exciting. He's so excited. Um, But of course, that doesn't happen. In fact, everyone comes out and they start singing. They sing Christmas carols. And and it mystifies him. And he... He has a moment where he, you know, it's it ends with uh, maybe, you know... Maybe Christmas isn't something that can be bought in a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, is a little bit more. And um, that little pause was really cheesy. That The reason I was pausing is because, is because for a moment I couldn't remember the line. Um, but anyway, uh, and that's, that's something that I wanted to convey real quick, is that uh, it's one thing to say, like, uh, Christmas is too commercial, it's too materialistic, you know, it's not all about presents. Um, which is true, it's not. But it's also, and, and people will sometimes default to the thing, to, to other things that seem more wholesome. It's like, oh, you know, it's about gathering around the Christmas tree. It's about, you know, the, uh, you know, it's about giving things to people and, and all that. And none of that is bad, but it still misses the point. The Who's down in Whoville, yes, this is a thing I'm saying, um, they have absolutely no physical representation of what it is. It's about togetherness. It's about bringing people together. And I will now move on to Charlie Brown Christmas. Um, it's about more than that. It is about Jesus being born to redeem us. Um, and so I do want to. I want to now read some some Bible verses, although none of them are actually uh, for the the Christmas story. Um, I'm sorry, the Christmas account, that's something that I want to try to, uh, I listened to a podcast recently that, uh, which someone talked about the difference between account and story and, uh, the various connotations that those words have. So, um, first I'll start with, uh, uh, Romans 12, two, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. All right. And so, uh, of course that verse is all about transformation and and the renewing of minds that's something that i that i like quite a bit i years ago when i lived in denver i once saw a stage production of a christmas carol and i i think i've probably mentioned this on on battleship pretension 
one of my favorite acting choices that I've ever seen, TV, stage, film, it doesn't matter, was the actor who played Scrooge. And, oh, you know what? I'm sorry, this one wasn't in Denver. This is one that Jen and I went to uh, in Chicago. That's right. Um, and the moment when the actor, uh, when when Scrooge, he he's he's transformed. He's, you know, he's now... He's excited about Christmas. He's excited to give away his uh, his stuff, his money, and help other people. And he, uh, I mean, we've all we, we've all seen the the scene, or at least we're aware of it, where he he opens the window and sees this a little uh, you know street urchin, and he says, "Hey, what day is it?" And the kid says, and the kid seems confused by what he's asking. And the actor doesn't. The actor playing Scrooge does an interesting thing. He at first gets mad at the kid. And then stops. He stops himself from getting mad and forces himself to be polite. And I like that because it implies that this transformation, which it is, it's something that comes from beyond us, but of course we have to do our part as well. It's not just, it's like what I said all those episodes ago about, you know, acting or anything where God calls you to something and then we often act like that's the end of it. Well, you know, God calls us to follow him, he redeems us, he forgives us, and then he gives us the strength and kind of and equips us to, you know, make the right choices so that we can be better people as well. But of course, I don't want to make it seem like it comes from us or anything. Um, and along those lines, I will bring up this next verse. It's uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23, verses 23 and 24. May God himself, the God, of peace, uh, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you, faith, the one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. And I like that, I like that because it's saying, you know, it's, it's talking about sanctification. It's talking about um, God giving you the strength to choose righteousness and uh, and to be blameless and, and all of that. Um, and then I'll bring up uh, this last verse, 2 Peter 1, verses 3 and 4. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desire. So this is also about the idea of, of transformation and all of a sudden living by a different standard, um, living by a divine standard, but also not not having to do it on your own. You know, but like making the effort, but also God giving you the strength, you know? Um, and that's, that to me is, is what's exciting. That's, you know, that's what's amazing about Jesus and, and the redemption that comes through him is that it's, is that it's, it's transformative, you know? Um, and it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's very exciting to me. And I know that, uh, I know that not everybody listening to this is, I mean, I'm sure that this just sounds to gibberish, uh, j- sounds like gibberish to them. Um, but I want you to go back and look at these, all these, all your favorite Christmas movies. They deal with redemption. They deal with 
choosing something bigger than yourself. Now, it might be humankind. Mankind should have been my business. You know, that's what Marley says. Um, and so, you know, it's choosing something bigger than yourself. But, you know, that is not necessarily going to redeem you because you're still going to make mistakes. You're still going to, uh, you know, even if you're trying to do it as, as, as good as you can, as much good as you can for humanity, you're still going to make mistakes. You're still going to be selfish at times because, and that's the thing is redemption can't come solely through you. It has to come from God. It has to come from Jesus because he is blameless and we are not. And so I don't know. I'm throwing a lot of like theology out there. Um, but I'll go back to that original quote from Scrooged. In which he says, for a couple of hours out of the whole year, we are the people that we always hoped we would be. Being a Christian and following Christ is the eventual, the slowly walking towards perfection, which of course we're never going to achieve in this life. But it's about about God working through you um, and God working in you through Christ so that you can be the person that you always hoped you would be. You know, this quote from Scrooge is a lot of fun, but it's all, it's very abstract. It's, you know, it's like, Oh, that's, uh, it's, it's this one night a year. Oh, we, we, well, I've got the quote in front of me. I'll just read it. We act a little nicer. We smile a little easier. We cheer a little more. That's all great, but it all, you don't know why. He doesn't say why. And so what, what Jesus provides, what Christmas is really about, is that abstract desire to want to be these this person, want to be blameless and want to be good it's about that abstraction becoming real in the form of Christ because he is the person that we always hoped we would be but aren't so my hope is that if if you you know if you're if you're a christian it's you know i i know that i tend to forget what the what christmas is about we all do um and uh and I even get focused on on things that are good, like buying a present for somebody. But sometimes, but I, but frankly, with me, maybe it's the same for you. I don't know. But for me, buying that perfect present, it's still like a, an extension of look how awesome I am. I know you so well that I knew to buy you this thing. Um, so even like charity can be turned back to look how great I am or whatever. It can still be a selfish thing. But. Um, but, you know, there's the stress of the holidays, there's the shopping, there's the, you know, even trying to work out togetherness. And, hey, there's nothing wrong with togetherness. It's a wonderful thing in unity and community. Um, but trying to get all the details together can be an incredibly stressful thing. And oddly enough, as, as strange as it sounds, it's not even community that Christmas is about. It's about Christ. And it's about the hope that he brings and the redemption that he brings. So, if you're a Christian you believe that already then hopefully this episode is a reminder to you. Um, go back and watch those movies and revel in, in the themes of redemption and, uh, and hopefully find comfort in the fact that what the characters are talking about and in the abstract we have 
in our lives uh, in a very real way. So, um, and of course, if you're if you're not a Christian, um, you know, uh, I guess I'll I'll end this by in a, in a way that I don't end most of my episodes, which is uh, maybe give maybe give all this a second look. Um, there's a lot, and I'm sure there's probably a lot of things uh, in in the way. And uh, I don't mean to say like, yeah, you're just you just need to get out of your own way. I don't mean to say that um, because we all have, you know, we all have various obstacles uh, that we had to either get over or had to have taken out of our way or whatever. So um, but if you want to start a conversation, you can always email me, Tyler at more than one lesson dot com. And now that I'm doing that, uh, you can find uh various blogs and uh, videos and the the more than one lesson store you can find that at more than one lesson.com you can find me in iTunes and feel free to write a comment a nice comment would be preferable but whatever I just need to know that people are listening that's fine with me um, if you're a new listener um, the episodes aren't usually like this they're usually a little more it's it's usually about one film and then one companion film so feel free to go back and listen to some of the older episodes uh, but thank you for coming and listening and uh, yeah uh, Merry Christmas I'll get you next time <laughs>